0: Welcome back, everybody. This is Barry and Eric again with another gun gripe episode for you. And uh, I know that we got a little bit of flack off last week's gun gripe. Yeah, well, that's okay. You know, some some people, I guess their feelings get hurt when you talk about politics, and that happens. Uh, Yeah, politics and religion is a subject that most people stay
1: away from. However, uh, we feel like we have to be honest with it, and it's, it's nothing, no reflection on Moss Pond whatsoever. This is me and Eric's opinions. That's right. And
0: we're entitled to our opinions as Americans. That's right, okay. and so are you. Now, that leads us to this week's gun right, which is going to be the mindset of the prepared, the mindset of preparedness, the survival mindset, the mindset exactly. of survival. Right. And uh, what we see in all of our, uh, you know, current society, and of course in current popular uh, culture, popular media, is that you know prepping and survival and all of these factors have kind of taken the mainstream now. It's in the mainstream. But what it comes down to, I guess our gripe is, is that it's really been a mindset for a lot of people, myself and I'm sure Barry included, for many years now. Uh, The whole survival thing is not a new concept. Uh, It's something that has been around for years. Mm -hmm. Well, I... I'm old enough, I lived through
1: the 70s and the 80s when a lot of people were prepping. Uh, I used to go to uh, survival seminars and so on and so forth. Uh, People would buy guns, ammunition, food, water. What you really need to do to prepare, you need to stock enough food for your family probably for about two or three weeks. That will get you through most crises. but uh, I went through the, uh, the the Y2K thing where everybody was prepping for the disaster, the fall of the world and all this kind of stuff, and it didn't happen. Right. But if you've got to, if you've got some guns and ammunition, know how to use them, but being prepared is not the main point. Up here is where it takes. You have to have the mindset to survive. If you don't have that, it doesn't matter what kind of equipment you have. Now, people, one thing about self-defense and carrying guns is people don't realize when you carry a gun, it, kept, it keeps your mind calm. First thing in survival is no panic. You cannot panic in a survival situation. If you have food and water and some supplies for your family and you're able to protect that, your mind is at ease and you can think and you can rationalize what the situation is. It's panic that kills you. That's right. In a
0: survival situation, if you panic, you're going to die. Well, you know, the thing about in a survival situation too, not only is it, you know, panic and those factors causing you to get yourself into trouble, what panic does is it it makes you make irrational decisions. You, you jump into a decision, or right. you do something based on emotion and fear. And to remove all those factors, it comes down to proper training and the skill sets required to survive with a minimal amount of supplies. And I think that's where the real preppers come into to view. I mean, you look at guys like Cody Lundin. Uh, you know, he is a to me a pristine example of a survivalist, naturalist, a prepper. Being able to utilize your natural surroundings to survive is paramount skill to have. You can buy all the gold you want, you can buy silver, you can buy ammo, guns, you can buy food and water, but those things are not going to physically help you survive. It's skill sets uh, that will help you survive. And I know I did a uh, video a few weeks ago called uh, Investments for Preppers where I talked about some of the ways you can wisely spend your money to prepare for a would-be disaster. Of course I didn't touch on items like uh, water purification uh, water, food, non perishable food items. If you've got lots of money and you don't mind having that stuff sitting around, then it's not a bad idea. If you can afford uh, some extra food laying around, especially non perishable food or like peanut butter, peanut butter spam, tuna, those are all great food. things to have
1: laying around. Right. right. Um, but uh, the mindset is what's most important. You can have all the best equipment in the world. If you don't know how to use it, it's useless. That's right. Um, you got to get back to basics. you got to know how to make fire without matches and things like that. You've got to get away from the technical part of it. Survival is all primitive. Survival is primitive. There is, no, there is no technical side to survival.
0: That's right. I mean, there's no technical side. And then also, a lot of people that get into survival too, you know, they kind of get in their minds that you need all these fancy guns and you need to spend all this money. That's just not true. I mean, even the most hardcore survivalists that's looking to have uh, guns in their three-day pack or guns in their in their go bag, well, you know, you can get away with nothing more than a 10-22. Now this particular 10-22 is a uh, classic with a straight comb stock and a laser engraving. Of course this is a uh, little intricate uh, for something you're going to stuff in your bag. I would suggest something like Ruger Takedown model. It's stainless steel, it breaks down in half, and in a survival situation, it's a nice thing because you can have the barrel turned down and threaded, uh, well, of course, you're going to hopefully do this before you need it for this purpose, but you have a suppressor, turn down the barrel, move the sight base back. You could SBR it, have a 14 inch barrel with a suppressor on there or integral suppressed, and you've got a nice gun that takes apart. It's low profile, it's low key, but provides you with a means to defend yourself, to hunt quietly, and most importantly, be self sufficient if you need to kill your own food. A suppressed 22 is a wonderful defensive weapon in the right circumstances, in the trained hands, and in a situation where, especially if you're going up uh, against unexperienced people that don't know anything about uh, armed conflict, you have to think, in a survival situation when guns are involved, I'm talking about here in the U.S., you're going to run into a lot of situations where there's people that may own guns, they may be around guns, but they may not be trained on the use of guns. They might not be trained on military tactics. They might not be trained on ambushing and you know organized troop movements with an organized force. So if you have that type of training or you're well-versed on that mindset, you're going to be a lot better off, especially if you have a plan that involves a multitude of you banding together and sharing resources. Well,
1: we find this out every day. People come in here, they don't have the survival mindset. They want to buy a gun, but they don't want to hurt anymore. That's right, and we've we've gone over this situation before. If your mind is not set to handle a situation and protect your family with deadly force, you don't need a gun. That's right. Uh, it, it's useless. It's that's useless right. to you, and it's also useless to buy a gun and just just because you have a gun, think that you're defended. You're not. That's right. You have to know how to use it. You have to know that gun intimately. And you got to be willing to use it. And you got to be willing I mean, that's to. The that's the whole point. You got to be willing to do it. We're trained from birth not to harm other people. Now, you talk about, I know guys that go deer hunting, experienced deer hunters, they get buck fever sometimes. They draw down on the deer, and they get buck fever, and they miss. Can you imagine drawing down on another
0: human? Well, you know, and I tell you, anybody that's ever been there and, and they've done it, I mean, it, it's something I don't generally like to talk about, but it's, it's, not, it's not a pleasant feeling. It's not a pleasant feeling to know that you're pointing a gun at another human being, and that when you squeeze that trigger, that there's a potential you're going to be taking that person's life. It's a, a very difficult thing. It's a very unnatural feeling that nobody should ever have to go through. But you know, war in general—it's an ugly thing, and it's—it's uh, it's something that you know I hope nobody has to go through. But unfortunately, it's uh, something we have to contend with, even in this modern society. War is something we have to deal with. Well, war is
1: a totally different situation than survival. Let's say right. we have an economic collapse. If if I'm sent to war, I'm fighting an enemy soldier. Uh, in a collapse, I'm fighting
0: a man who's just trying to get food for food and that's and right. for his family. And it might be a person that a week before you might have said hello to in your yard, right. and then the next week he's trying to kill you to take everything you've got.
1: But so, a, 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 a survival situation, a disaster, will bring out the best in people
0: or the worst in people. That's right. And I might have to shoot some man who's just trying to feed his family. And we're not we're definitely not advocating that you just shoot everything that moves in a disaster situation, but uh, you should definitely have your head on the swivel and uh, be aware of your surroundings, be aware of the people around you, do what you can to help, but don't do it in a situation that you put yourself in danger unnecessarily. Uh, So you have to find a fine line between keeping your distance and knowing when there's an opportunity to lend a hand or in some cases depending how enterprising you are, take advantage of a situation. If you know you can get a good trade on something, like I said, trading stock in the investment for preppers video, Mm -hmm. some of you that are a little more cunning, you might have some trading stock. I mean, some of us were capitalists even in disaster situations. That's correct. You know, uh, uh, in a disaster situation, whatever you
1: have is barter. There won't be any trading money for this out of the other. No. It's going to be services for uh, food, water, ammo, things food, like that. Right. And let's say you, pre- let's say you're the only person on your block that prepares. Well, okay, your neighbor can come over in a disaster situation they can help out with other things they can they can apply their skills to different things and you can defend them if that's what it comes down to it right but it's, it's a hell of a thought in my mind that I might have to shoot a man who's just trying to get food for and water for his starving
0: wife and children. Right we're definitely not advocating you do that no. or anything like that no. but the point we're trying to make with this video is that you have to have a, a a survival mindset and that comes down to how you prepare how you train the level of training you've received, the level of preparation you've made to your your heart and your mind and everything, right. and that's a very difficult thing that I think a lot of us probably haven't considered. You know. Uh, but look at this: if
1: if everybody does a little prep, then it won't be the it won't be the disaster of of, of the half nots and the half somethings. Right. Everybody needs to prep, and if you have a
0: family or you used to live single or whatever, you need to have some kind of preparation. Well, we're going to be doing some videos uh, at some point in the near future. We're gonna cover some of those basic prepper skills that you can utilize to help you. We're gonna cover some primitive fire making in some future videos. We're gonna cover some real basic supplies you can keep on your person in your car at all times that will assist you greatly in a disaster situation. We're gonna cover some items that you should have in your vehicle for a disaster situation that if you get stuck on the side of the road, if the the, the, um, the roads are backed up and you have to take the street, whatever, some items that will behoove you to have in your car to assist you. Well, one thing
1: I've learned in my life is you can learn something from everybody. Uh, you can even use someone as a bad example. You can learn from a bad example too. That's right. Uh, to stay away from that, or whatever you need to do. But there's no one in the world you can't learn from. And you need to you need to get your mind open so you can be accepted to all these these ideas. Don't ever, you know, I, I love to listen to the liberals talk. I love to listen to them. you got to know your enemy. you got to know what's going on with them. And I right. keep my mind open so I can evaluate the whole situation. If you don't do that, you don't really know what you're up against.
0: And, you know, talking about, you know, Barry's talking about having an open mind. I know the first lesson that I was taught on having an open mind. Uh, I was 19 years old. I was in Iraq. And uh, I betted some money against a guy, an Iraqi soldier that I could beat him in chess, you know, no problem in like 10 moves. Yeah, I lost some money uh, because, you know, we're talking about a guy that was missing like one, one, one hand and had no tongue, like literally had been led the roughest life that you would ever expect someone to live and there's no telling what that poor guy had been through. And I thought, oh, he's just some layman, I'll take his money. Yeah, well. That dude beat me in like six moves. <laughs> I mean and I'm a pretty good chess player. Yeah. But it just goes to show you to have an open mind. Don't let someone's appearances deceive you. Don't think that just because someone looks a certain way or acts a certain way that they aren't trained uh-huh. and that they don't know how to take you for everything you got because they will. Those are the people that surprise you. You know, everybody thinks they so look at like Navy SEALs. Here's another good example. You look at a navy SEAL and you think, Okay, Navy SEAL's this big, scary, badass with an M4 and a suppressor like you see in Call of Duty and all that. I'm telling you though, most of all the active duty Navy SEAL types that I've ever met will be just the, the oddest people you'd ever meet in terms that you would think that they're big and scary and you meet a Navy SEAL and they're Barry size and, you know, weigh less than Barry, and they're fast and they're crazy and they get the job they done, the you job know. Done. So yeah. Don't, yeah. appearances yeah. can deceive you. You know, I, I met seals over there in Iraq, and I was like, "You're seal?" He's like, "Yeah." And you know, some little dude that you look at him and you think, oh, "I can take him." I promise you, you can't. Yep. Don't even try. <laughs> but uh, but both, uh, you know,
1: we were in there one day, and two old hillbillies come in, white guys, old dudes about my age, with overalls and all this stuff. All they needed was a straw hanging out of their mouth. Yeah. They come in, won't know if we had thirty out six in quantity. How many do you want? Oh, we need 10, 10, 20,000 rounds. What? Oh yeah, we got uh, we got uh. Four or five 1919 19 machine guns, and we fire four or 5,000 rounds a week. And I'm thinking to myself, what in the world? But it turned out they own a strip club up in North Georgia. Right. But they got money. They got money to burn. Yeah. But you can't never tell from appearance. I've got customers coming here, and I think to myself, oh, God, here we go. And they turn out to be the nicest, most politest, uh, courteous people you'd ever want to meet in your life. Yeah. You cannot go by. But appearances, the first
0: impression is important. And, you know, and, the, and and they're the kind of people like you know Barry's talking about. They're the kind of people that'll pull out a wad hundred dollar bills out oh, yeah. of their pocket oh, and yeah. strip off eight or ten of them, right. and the wad don't get no smaller. The, the roll is still that big around. That's right. So so you can't. Anyway, getting back to the to the prepper prepper thing. I mean, you just have to, you know, accept people around you. Do what you can to help, but keep your distance. Be smart about it. Keep your mind open. Learn what you can. Always constantly strive to do better. And you, it, won't be you won't go wrong. And exercise your mind. Use your mind in the improvisational
1: mode because if something happens, you're going to have to improvise. That's right. Uh, imagine a situation where you have to do this or whatever. You don't have the proper tools. Well, what would I do in this situation? And that's what you have to do. You have to open your mind up to improvise whatever you need. Survival is all about improvisation. Adapt and overcome. Adapt and overcome. Or die. Or die. So I think that's going to be our... Uh, our little gun gripe for this week, and we hope y'all tune in again, and may God bless all of y'all. God and bless, God and y'all bless. all have a
0: nice weekend. We're going to be closed Saturday and Monday this week, so we right. won't be back in uh, work until Tuesday, so, so y'all we're all try know. to get out and do some shooting videos this weekend. We'll y'all see all have a quick. safe
1: and happy Labor Day. Yep. Thank you now. Right.